Hurry, hurry, hurry to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hi there, and welcome to Sonic Society Season 11, Episode 477. I'm your host, Jack Ward. It's officially the second day of summer, and David Alt is now a most in-demand, well, even more so than usual, in-demand quantity. Hmm, you know, if I could bottle David Alt, that might solve our financial woes. But tonight... Anyway, we have a great show sent to us from Bill Chessman. It's from this year's National Audio Theatre Festival in Kansas City just last week. Our first feature is Woman on a Pedestal. Our second feature this evening is The Case of the Black Knight from Neon Knights, The Arcane Files of Jack Tracer by Will Snyder. But first, a little message from our email. Greetings, Jack, David, and members of the Society. This is your friendly neighborhood uh, podcast listener, Matt. And I was just calling about, with the season wrapping up, um, it's been kind of an amazing year in audio drama. Um, There's been some really great new shows that came out. Um, Small Town Horror was pretty amazing. Archive 81. Uh, Last night, I listened to the last episode of We're Live Lockdown, which has been amazing. Um, other shows like Alice Isn't Dead, and then this year I started listening to like Hadron Gospel Hour, Tannis, Limetown, Black Tapes. This 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 huge boom in audio drama is just amazing. So you know, hopefully, you know, if this year's any indicator of what's going on in the world of audio drama, I can't imagine what's in the future for us. So um, well, look forward to seeing you guys in the next season, and have a great day. Keep on casting. Aw, thanks for calling in, Matt. So glad you enjoyed this year. And thanks again for the birthday call a little while back. I just felt a little self-serving putting it on the air. But hey, the wishes were well met, and I appreciated it. You know, summer is here, as I said, and I'm excited about all the folks who have mentioned that they want to include a new show with us for the recreation segment of the Sonic Society, our summer program, which we call Sonic Summer Stock Playhouse. It's always an excellent time to sit back and enjoy the very best old-time radio brought to you in a new time production. I know in our studio here at EVP, I've got a lot of local actors chomping at the bit to begin recording again, and I'm going to set myself the goal of recording as much as I can with the idea that I'll worry about post-production in the fall. I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, what do you think? Record first? Worry about post-production later? Sounds like a plan to me anyway. Another thing I'm hoping to do is begin a series of articles that may just end up as a little ebook called DIY Audio Drama. I'm hoping to talk off mic with a bunch of makers and shakers of modern audio theater and ask their opinions about these articles And as I'm building them. It should make for a fun series of posts on jackjward.com, if nothing else. In other words, while most people are going to take the summer off, I'm planning to take the summer off from being off. This doesn't mean I won't enjoy the same amount of camping, sun, and sand like many others, but I want to follow the king regiment of writing from 6 a.m. till noon and then taking the afternoon for a little exercise outdoors, reading, and then maybe try to focus on a bunch of recording sessions in the evenings. How's that sound? 
To me, that sounds excellent. But what sounds more excellent right now is that we get on with the show with Woman on a Pedestal right here on the Sonic Society. A toast. Pete, pick up your glass. A toast to the newlyweds. Say, we've already toasted the newlyweds four times. I'd like to go on record as saying my husband, Peter Holloway, is a 14-carat party pooper. Give it a rest, Faye. You're drunk. <laughs> no, come on. I, after a couple of glasses of champagne, you know very well that I can handle a whole hell of a lot more than that. Faye. Don't, George. I'm fine. I'm fine. Look, I don't think mm. you should... It's okay. I'm just in a festive mood. My best friend is back from her month-long South American honeymoon with her relatively famous and gorgeous new husband. Wait. Oh, don't worry, George. I'm not poaching. I'm really attached to my big lug, even if he is a party pooper. Right, hon? She's drunk. <laughs> Maybe a little. It's okay, Pete. Relax. It's a grand homecoming. Pick up that glass. To us, the honeymooners. There, that wasn't so bad, was it, Pete? Okay, Henry, never mind. Okay, okay, okay. So, how was the trip? It was incredible, Faye. Just amazing. Machu Picchu, the B.O.B.O. River. And the Amazon. First class all the way. Huh, on our budget. I may be famous, Faye, but I'm still only a sculptor and the money doesn't pour in so much as trickle. Witness our very humble abode here. Oh, well, I, I didn't mean to. As you know, Faye, Henry spent a lot of time down there. He knows South America like a native. You know, Henry, I was wondering how you could afford it. Economics, Pete. I'm not a starving artist, but that's because I'm very careful with what money we do have. Yeah, that was definitely not a luxury trip. Banana boat, South America on a dollar a day. Not quite, Faye, but Henry knows a lot of people down there. <laughs> I guess that helps. Get this, we even stayed with a native tribe on the Amazon. You mean the ghost guys with the medicine men? Oh. Yeah, Henry told us all about them a long time ago, Georgia. Have to admit, Faye and I have always wondered if his stories about them were true. Well, I can vouch for it, 100%. Please, look, I'm sorry, but can we talk about something else? Are you okay, Henry? Oh, God, I forgot. That's where Dora, Henry's first wife... Of course we know who Dora was. Yes, well... That's where she died. Oh. Sorry. Please, never mind me. I'm... I'm okay. Really. Actually, I have a little surprise. I... Well, I've been working on a tribute of sorts to Dora. Really? Georgia? This is the first I've heard about it, Faye. Henry likes privacy when he's working on his sculptures. Sounds a bit odd, if you ask me. They didn't ask you, Pete. Henry, darling? I... Georgia, I'm sorry I didn't... I should at least have told you about it. It's... Well, it's just part of the healing process, I guess. I confess I've been a little embarrassed about it. I suppose that's why I haven't mentioned it before. It's... it's okay, honey. Okay, so, um, what's the surprise? What's the tribute? Yeah, follow me. It's in my studio. Oh, so mysterious. Tell me, Georgia, have you never been invited to Henry's laboratory before? No, Faye, never. Come in, everybody. 
God! What on earth is under that sheet, Henry? It's the tribute, of course. You don't know anything about this, Georgia? No idea at all, Faye. This is the first time I've ever been permitted into the studio. Come on, Henry, pull the sheet off. Okay, but I must warn you... It's alive? What? No, it's just... very personal. I hope you understand, Georgia. Of course I do, dear. Well, are we going to have to wait all night? Okay, okay. Ready? Yes. <gasps> well? Jesus. Oh, it's Dora. The likeness. It's incredible. The detail. It's huge. On that pedestal, she looks bigger. It's life-size, actually. <laughs> Faye? Well, she's naked. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> The frilly things she likes to wear, they didn't lend themselves to white marble. What do you think, Dora? Uh, sorry. I mean, Georgia? She's... I mean, it's beautiful. Touch it. What? No, I can't. It's just marble. I... no. Pete? Okay. Uh, my God. What's the matter, dear? It feels... Cold? Real. That's impossible. <gasps> Goosebumps. There are Goosebumps. Yes. Look very closely. Henry, I can safely say you've outdone yourself. <laughs> well, if I say so myself, I've always been good at getting the animal sculptures to look lifelike. I figured it was time to try it on people. Uh, so who wants to be next? <laughs> you, Faye? Oh, God, no, not me. I could never. What, pose nude? Uh, look like that? Pete? Sorry, Henry. My answer would have to be the same, and for the same reasons. Georgia. What? She should be next. I agree. Well, dear? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel kind of embarrassed, naked and all. Oh, I know you'd be beautiful, Georgia, but I mean... It's okay. Won't hurt a bit. Yeah, Georgia, it'll be fine. I'm all for it. <sighs> Pete, you slobbering lech. Hey! I approve for all the right reasons. And all the wrong ones. Admit it. You love me for it. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> Seriously, Georgia, you're married to a certified genius. You should do it. You'd be timeless. A masterpiece. Don't rush her, Pete. Think about it, my sweet. I won't start until you're ready. I don't know. Come on, Pete, it's getting late. We should give these newlyweds a little quality time. But... We have to go. It's time to go. Come on, Pete. Yeah, okay. The timekeeper has spoken. Hey, it's great to see you guys again. Yeah, we had a really good time. Glad you could come. Couldn't think of anyone we'd rather see. Well, good night. Good night, Pete. Faye? Nice people. Yeah. Okay, let's clean up this mess and hit the hay. You think you're sober enough to drive? Yes, Faye. I'm fine. Okay. That was a very nice evening, Faye. Yeah, Pete. And thanks. For what? For steering clear of Dora. Oh, for God's sake, Faye. That's ancient history. I know, I know, Pete. I'm just glad to see it's really over. Oh, Christ. I mean, she is dead, after all. Jesus. You almost sound like you killed her. I'm just saying. Okay, fine. Enough about Dora. 
It was my mistake. Very true. But it's... Look, can we change the subject? Or maybe... How about this? Let's just shut the hell up. Oh, fine with me. Fine. 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 Okay. Fine. Hello? Georgia? Pete? Is that you? Is he there? Ordinarily, he would be, but he ran out to the liquor store. Can I give him a message? No. I was calling you, not him. What? Is Faye there? Do you think I'm crazy? Stupid? I don't know. Of course she isn't, Georgia. Why are you calling me here? Why now? I'm sorry, but I couldn't help myself. I just had to hear your voice again. Pete, I thought we'd agreed that you wouldn't call me at the house. I've missed you. Pete, no. We can't keep doing this. I thought we had an understanding. I know, but that was then, and this is... A different time, with very different circumstances. It was only two months ago. Barely a gnat's breath in the universe. Pete, 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 I'm married now. Things are different. You were engaged to him then, Georgia. How different can it be? Don't, Pete. It's... I want to see you again. Like we used to. No, it's over. But how could it be over if I want so desperately to see you? Pete, please. I thought you loved me. I... I did love you back then. But not anymore. Yes. Yes, you do, or yes, you don't. No. What? Which is it, Georgia? I don't know. Did you ever know? Yes. I loved you, but I loved Henry, too. You loved us both? The same? Yes, Pete. I guess so. Pretty much. But you married Henry. Why, Georgia? Why? Don't be like this, Pete. Just tell me why. Well... Is he better looking? No, Pete. God, don't tell me he's better in bed. No, Pete. He doesn't make as much money as me. I sell stocks and bonds. He's an artist. A brilliant one, Pete. Is that it? The artist? No. The creative thing? No, Pete, I... Just tell me, why did you choose him? Well... Yes? He asked me to marry him. But, but, Georgia, what if I had asked you? You wouldn't have. How could you be so sure? Because you're already married, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. But if I weren't married? But you are. Don't you understand, Pete? Georgia, I have to see you, please. No, Pete. I can't sleep. I can't eat. Faith thinks I have some exotic new disease. Pete. Just tell me you'll meet me. I can't. Just meet. That's all. Someplace neutral. No. Please, Pete. I have to hang up. Don't hang up. Let's just meet and talk. Have coffee or a drink. That's all. Please. (gasps) Oh, God. What's the matter? It's Henry. He's back. I just heard the car pull in. I've got to go. Come away with me. Pete, no, stop. I can't talk now. If you hang up, I'll just call back and keep calling until you agree. Don't do this to me. I'm desperate for you, Georgia. Oh, God. Okay, Pete, you win. I'll meet you for coffee, but only this one time. When? Jesus, he's unlocking the door. Tonight. What? Tonight, the Spotted Owl Tavern. Eight o'clock. No. 
Could call back later to finalize. I'm home! The Seeker returns! Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sure that's fine. Thanks for your help. Do we have a deal? Of course. Yes, uh-huh. Bye. Hello, darling. Hello, Henry. You made it back fast. Knew what I was getting, in and out in a flash. Are you okay? Yes, of course. Who was that on the phone? The bird guy. Bird guy? Uh, from the, uh, society. What society? The, uh, oh, what's the name? You know, the bird society. Audubon? That's it, the Audubon Society. Really? What did they want? They didn't. I called them. You see, I saw a very unusual bird in the yard, so I called them to find out what it was. And? It was... Uh, it was a spotted owl. Really? Yes, Henry, really. Hmm. You should consider yourself very fortunate. No, Henry, I... What? Yes, indeed. Spotted owls are very rare these days. I'm surprised one would turn up around here, especially in daylight. Now, that's really something. I, I'm sorry I missed it. Well, maybe it'll come back. Yeah, maybe. Now then, back to work, back into the studio with you, and off of that outfit. I want to do a few more sketches. Uh, Henry, I'm not... I know, dear. I'll work quickly. Don't want you to catch cold. And besides, a marble blank should be here any day now. Well, okay. That's my girl. Have you the faintest idea how much I love you? Mm-hmm. Come on, let's get to work. You're here, at last. I thought you'd changed your mind. I very nearly did. He's got me posing feverishly, getting ready for the marble. Supposed to arrive tomorrow. He's been doing sketches like a madman. I knew you'd come. I knew you still cared for me. Pete, please. Good evening. What can I get you? I just like a cup of Two coffee. vodka martinis. Pete. Sir? It's fine. Two vodka martinis. Certainly. I'll be back in a moment. Pete, I just wanted a cup of coffee. Oh, come off it. I know you better than that. Don't tell... We always had vodka martinis together. Can't fight tradition. Okay. But only one. Of course, darling. Pete, please don't call me that. So, how did you get out of the house? I told Henry I was leaving him and taking up with you. Good. What? You told him about me? Keep your voice down. What the hell made you... Relax, Pete. Uh... I didn't tell him that. I said they were having a moonlight madness sale at Adele's. Uh, Adele's? Dress shop. I invited oh. him to come along because I knew he wouldn't want to. He told me not to buy anything. Nice. You? Told Faye I've joined a new bowling league. I didn't know you bowled. <laughs> I don't. Not anymore. Used to, but that was years ago. Here are your martinis. Thanks. Shall I keep your tab open? No. Yes, please. Certainly, sir. Enjoy your drinks. Thanks. Well, dear, a toast. To us. Pete, no. Raise your glass, darling. That's it. Ah, uh, perfect. Heaven, Georgia, and a vodka martini. Pete, please. Yes, I know. You're married, devoted to Henry. There's nobody else but him. Well, yes, naturally. 
Georgia. Tell me you don't ever think of me, that you've forgotten my name, my face, my breath on your neck, my hand on... No, Pete, I haven't forgotten. Good. But I must. It's time for me to forget. Pete, stop! Do you remember that? Can he kiss like that? No, I mean, yes, I mean, I remember. There's lots more where that came from. I know, Pete. I know. Oh, Pete. Faye, good morning. So glad you could come. Please come in. We hurried over when we got your call. Yeah, Pete said you sounded agitated. So hard to tell over the phone. Not agitated, just, shall we say, excited? But where's Georgia, Henry? I'm afraid she's a little indisposed, Faye. Is she all right? She had a late night at Adele's Moonlight Madness. Moonlight Madness? I would assume it was some special sale. So she said... Pete. Well, I didn't know about it. Maybe you didn't see the ad in the paper, dear. I'm on Adele's mailing list. If there had been a sale, I would have known about it. Maybe it got lost in the mail, Faye. It doesn't matter. That's not why I invited you over. Yes, Henry. What's up? It's finished. Finished, Henry? What's finished? The sculpture of Georgia. It's done. Already? Yeah, come on and see. Wow, this is exciting, Henry. I hope you're ready for it. We're ready, Henry. Well? My God. Jesus. Is that good or bad? Uh, It's so lifelike. Yes. I thought... What did you think, Pete? Well, I just... I didn't expect you to finish it so quickly. Yes, well, it just depends on my mood. This time I was so excited I couldn't stop. Worked like a man possessed. As it happens, I've had her posing as much as possible since our little dinner party. Faye, are, are you all right? Well, Henry, yes, I... It's... Yes, I, yes? Well, I just feel like an intruder. I mean, it, oh, it seems so intimate. I, I can't even imagine... And you don't have to. She's right here in front of you. I'm in a celebratory mood. Who's up for champagne? At this hour? Okay, I've got orange juice. How about mimosas? Sounds good to me, Henry. The height of sophistication. Ah, one mimosa coming up. There you go. Give that a try, Pete. Thank you, sir. Too much champagne? Nope. Perfect. Great. One for you, Faye? No thanks, Henry. Orange juice straight up? How can we have a toast if you don't join us? Okay, some orange juice then. Not as interesting, but very well. There you are, Faye. All right, my friends. A toast to Georgia. To To Georgia. Georgia. And Henry. Ah, a very fine vintage. Mmm, Henry, this juice is wonderful. It must be fresh squeezed. Thanks, but all that glitters is not gold. It's made from concentrate. I just left out some water to make it stronger. That's the way I like it. But enough of that. Another toast to Dora. To Dora. To Dora. And to you, Henry. To Henry. Oh, please, don't. To Henry. I think you'd be interested to know I've decided to do sculptures of you two as well. In fact, 
I've already started working on them. <laughs> what? Naked like her? You're joking. Quite serious, actually. Well, uh, I'm honored, but... Uh... Don't be. It may not be to your liking. Many people don't like reproductions of their own image, be it paint, pencil, film, clay, or marble. I'm afraid I'm not following you, Henry. The tribes that live on or near the mighty Amazon have such interesting lives. Each tribe has a shaman, what you called a medicine man the other night, Pete, and each protects a unique magic for their tribe. A signature magic, you might say, even though few have any written language. Henry, what are you talking about? Most of those magics have a firm foundation in chemistry. But since they are cut off from all but the most intrepid visitors, few of their potions have been scrutinized by an analytical, scientific mind. And I thought I was confused before. Henry, is this lecture going somewhere? Actually, it is, Pete. It is. Another mimosa? More orange juice, Faye? Yes, thanks. Yes, the juice is terrific. Pete? Thanks. Faye? Thank you. Oh, now, where was I? Potions. Ah, yes. I visited four tribes in my travels down there. Each had a potion and each had transformational powers. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have believed it, Pete, if I hadn't seen it myself. There was one that could transform an animal into some other animal. <laughs> what? I saw the shaman feed some to a rabbit and saw it transformed into a dog. I don't believe you, Henry. What kind of dog? Chihuahua? Great Dane? Scoff if you must, but I swear to you, it's quite true. Why are you telling us this? Well, because I'm... I'm a fraud. Henry! And because I know about you, Pete! Me? What do you know about me? Faye, did you know that Pete had an affair with Dora? Now, wait just a minute. Yes, Henry. Yes, I did know. Did you know he also had an affair with Georgia? He... What the hell? You needn't deny it. I knew you knew her before we were married, but I thought that was over. But I... I saw you at the Spotted Owl last night. How did you... Georgia claimed to be talking to someone from the Audubon Society about Spotted Owls. A little transparent, don't you think? Oh, Pete, how but dare you? How... It doesn't matter. None of it matters. I've solved my dilemma. What do you mean? <laughs> Another tribe I visited had a very interesting concoction. They also were the most remarkable sculptors I'd ever encountered. I knew at once I was but the rankest amateur by comparison. The work exceeded that of any master you'd care to name. That's great, Henry. But what are you telling us? I knew if I could get the potion, I could do as they did. The portion that trend transformed living tissue into marble. Oh, my God! The potion turns living into... That's not just a statue. That's Dora. And that's Georgia, too. Yes! Oh, you killed them? In one way, I suppose that's true. That's murder. I'd rather not say that. In fact, they'll live on forever. I was very gentle with both of them. They never knew. They never felt any pain. They just posed for me until... Why, Henry? Why? Two reasons. They were both so beautiful, so perfect. And yet they both betrayed me. This is utterly unbelievable. And now we come to you, Pete. I think you're going to be a very impressive statue. The very image of rage and terror. What? You could never get me to drink your damn voodoo potion. Really? Oh my god, it must be in your drink, Pete. Nonsense. I watched him pour those drinks. 
He didn't add anything, I'm sure. Besides, he's got a drink, too. He's right, Faye. I didn't add anything while preparing those drinks. But... It was mixed in before you even arrived. (gasps) George's, too. But your drink... Is only champagne. Then... That's right, Pete. It's in the orange juice. It's odorless, colorless, and quite potent. So I only needed about an ounce mixed into the carafe. (laughs) Oh, I wish you hadn't done that. The sugar in the juice will attract ants. (laughs) What? That'll be pretty funny, really. Can you imagine an amazing set of tiny, completely realistic ant statues? I changed my mind. Thanks for throwing the glass. We've got to get out of here, Pete. Oh, don't bother. Did I mention that the potion is very fast-acting? You might want to say goodbye to each other. It's about all the time you have left. Pete, we have to go! Why, Henry? Why did you have to do this? Because, as I said, you betrayed me, Pete. It's as simple as that. But... Why, Faye? Because she knew about you and Dora and never told me. And she would betray me, too. She'd go to the police. She'd tell them about what I've done. I can't let that happen. I'm terribly sorry, Faye. Henry, you... Oh, Pete! Oh, my God! Peter! Ah, I'm afraid your time is up. Hmm. Yes. Pete, I confess, it's not terror exactly. A statement of anger, I think. Faye, you, on the other hand, captured the terror with a capital T. Now, let's see. Let's transform these images to art. Yeah, this will do nicely. Interesting to note that the potion only transforms the body, not the clothing. There, Pete, that's much better. Afraid I don't see what it attracted them to you. Now for you, Faye. Very nice, Faye. You needn't have been embarrassed. And now a little orange juice for me. Ah, yeah. Say, that is good orange juice. Now let me get out of these clothes. Well, Henry, old son, not as trim as in years past, but you could look a hell of a lot worse. Now for an appropriate pose. Yes, that's... And this is the final room on the Henry Farlow exhibit tour, a recreation of his studio. As you can see from the comical tableau, exactly as it was found in his studio. Farlow's technique and humor were at their peak when he mysteriously disappeared 20 years ago. Does anyone have a question? Uh, Why are they all naked? We prefer to use the word nude. From what little we know of Farlow, he was something of a naturalist. You see, These five are the only sculptures of the human form that he ever executed. It seems quite fitting that they would appear in a most natural state. Yes, ma'am. Who are they? The two women in the classic poses were his wives. The yelling man and the distraught woman are unknown, though many believe they were friends of the Farlows. And the man who's toasting the others? That is a self-portrait of the artist. Any more questions? No? Well, thanks for visiting the Henry Farlow exhibit at our museum. Before you leave, please stop by the gift shop. 
Besides miniature replicas of the works on display, there are some actual and quite amazing tiny original sculptures of ants. <laughs> you too can own an original Henry Farlow sculpture. And also, if you're thirsty, please stop by the snack bar for some fresh orange juice. My name is Alberta, and it's been a pleasure guiding you through the exhibit today. Have a pleasant rest of your day, and come back to see us again soon. You have been listening to The Woman on the Pedestal, written and directed by Bill Chessman. This program featured Karen Stilwell as Faye Holloway. Michael O'Brien as Peter Holloway. Stuart Miller as Henry Farlow. Mary Lynn Lorenzen as Georgia Farlow. Betsy White as The Waitress. Rita Hamlin as The Docent. Don Hansen as Visitor Number One. And Susan Lorraine as Visitor Number Two. Sound effects were performed by Patricia Anabnet and Mary Kidwell. Original music was written and performed on the melodica by Don Hansen. This has been an on-stage repertory theater presentation of a Four-Eyed Jacks production, and it was recorded at the Martinez Campbell Theater in Martinez, California, in April of 2015. If you enjoyed this program, please tweet, pin, dig, yelp, text, blog, email, or post your reactions. Or, if you'd like to do it up old school, talk to people. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright, but darkness looms. Where Jack Tracer, a former police officer, now a P.I., investigates the strange, eerie, and unknown. Will he be able to save the city? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. Father home? I need to talk to him. Nikki! No, he's not. How are you? Where are you? I've tried to write, but you haven't answered my... I know. I've been... busy. Let me talk to Father. I I'm worried about you, Nikki. Just tell me what's going on. I haven't seen you in weeks. It's fine. It will all be fine. You'll see. Not long now. What won't be long? Nikki, I just want to know what's happening with you. You'll know, Rita. Soon. The world will know. 
I just need to talk to Father. Nick, you're not making sense. Father's not home. Talk to me. I can't. But you'll understand eventually, Rita. Everyone will understand very soon. I must go. Nick! Nicky! My name is Jack Tracer, and I'm a private detective. Work at a neon city, where the sky is as dark as your heart. Used to work for the PD, until they kicked me out for being... How they say it? Unconventional. So I took what money I had left and rented out a little hole in the wall. Threw in a desk, a couch, and slapped my name on the door. Jack Tracer. Private Eye. Business was... Slow... At first, usually I'd get a lonely housewife come and ask me to find their husband. Nine times out of ten, he'd be dead drunk at a bar. Case closed. Until one rainy night, I was just about to head home when... Come in. Mr. Tracer? She was blonde, mousy, and the face of an angel. But what caught my attention the most were those baby blues. She had been crying. You got me. How can I help you, Mrs... Miss Rothschild. Rita Rothschild. Have a seat, Miss Rothschild. Smoke? Yes, please. Thank you. So, Miss Rothschild, what brings you to my office this time of night? Let me guess. Boyfriend? Fiance? Mr. Tracer, if you're going to patronize me, well, I can take my cash elsewhere. Don't get your garters in a twist. I'm listening. Well, that's my brother. He's been acting different. Strange. Is that so? Yes, you see, he began his studies at Braswell University a few months ago. Braswell? That's that, uh, one... The top universities in the city. Either he's a genius or, uh... Your family is very wealthy, yes. So, that's why you're threatening me with this wad of cash. I just wanted you to take me seriously. Don't worry about that. Name and age your brother. Nicholas Rothschild, and he just turned 18 a few months ago. Got a picture of him? Oh, yes, here. This was taken last year. Hmm. You look just like him. I take it you're his older sister. Yes, I'm three years older. And what do you mean by acting differently? Well, before he began school, he was such a lovely child. He was fun and sweet and so charming. All the ladies loved him. We were the best of friends, really. But now? Well, he's distant, quiet, secretive. We used to share all sorts of secrets, but now he won't tell me anything. How his schooling is going, if he's found a girl, if he's joined any clubs. But have you spoken to him since he began school? Yes, but our conversations are few and far between. Every so often he's back home for parties where he avoids me. My parents just love showing him off to their friends. But mostly he just stays on campus. I've tried writing him many times, but he never answers. Miss Rothschild, my honest opinion... Sounds to me like he's just enjoying his first time away from his family. Hanging out with the boys, playing pranks, smoking, sneaking hooch. You're wrong. 
sorry. It's just he's my best friend in the world. I've just got to know what's going on. Look, kid. Now you're worried about him, but I just don't check out. I'll pay you double. Triple. Whatever you normally charge, I have no problem getting the money. Even if it does turn out he's just sneaking hooch. Please, Mr. Tracer, I've just got to have my Nikki back. i just got to. All right, all right, Miss Rothschild. I'll work the case for you. But I'm going to need half up front. You can give me the other half when the case is done. Deal. <laughs> wow, this dame made me rich in the course of 15 minutes. Pretty girl, a little too sweet for me though. Investigate some 18-year-old kid to see why he's acting so strange the second he gets to be on his own? This was going to be a piece of cake. My new fat bank account got me so excited, I was ready to call it a night. So I held a cab and headed down to my favorite spot. A little hole in the wall called Smoky Cat. With the neon signs always buzzing, the drinks are cheap, and the dames are friendly. If you know what I mean. I walked in and sat at the bar. Ordered my favorite drink. Single malt scotch on the rocks. Like mother's milk. Suddenly, everyone starts cheering. Look over the stage. My heart stopped. Stepping up to the microphone was the most gorgeous thing I'd ever laid eyes on. Tall, curvy in all the right places, dressed to kill in long red hair. Lips to match. This one goes out to all you late-nighters out there. I had never seen it before. But she had me under her spell, that's for sure. I knew I had to buy her a drink. Thank you, thank you. She walked over to the bar and took a seat right next to me. She smelled like rosewood and whiskey and had the bite to match. That's quite a performance. Uh, what do you call that number? I call it Buzz Off Creep. Now beat it. All right, uh, fine then. Uh, let me start over. Can I buy you a drink? Now you're speaking my language. What do you have? Scotch on the rocks. My favorite. Thanks, stranger. Jack. Jack Tracer. Thanks, Jack. Jack Tracer. You got a name? It's not important. Just call me Red. Cigarette? You're just full of gifts, aren't you? Isn't that what women want? To be showered with gifts? I can buy my own gifts, but it doesn't hurt. So, Red... I've never seen you around here before. You new in town? I guess you could say that. But I never stay in one place for very long. So like a traveling salesman, except, uh... I'm the product. <laughs> I sing, dance, entertain, whatever they want. I gotta say, your voice, you, you really know how to captivate an audience. That's what I do. You sure do it well. So what brings you out so late, Jack? I'm celebrating. I'm about to become very wealthy. Is that so? What'd you finally win a bet? Can you keep a secret? I could say yes, but how would you know? You just met me. That's fair. But I'm gonna choose to trust you. All right, then. I'm a private detective. Prove it. My card. Well, go on. A cash is found in my lap that's gonna make me rich. I was so excited, I decided to buy myself a drink or two. Of course, uh... You're the one that kept me here. <laughs> Subtle. 
So this case, tell me some of the ugly details. Missing person? <gasps> Murder? That's the best part. It's open and shut. This broad comes crying in about her brother not being himself. Wants to know why. But the kid just started schooling at Braswell University. So I'm thinking, of course he's not himself no more. He's not at home with his mommy and daddy, monitoring him all the time. So he lets loose. I figure I'll investigate a bit, tell her he's just grown out of his shell. And then I take home the greenbacks. <laughs> you think you can just walk onto that campus with no questions asked? Well, sure. Why not? It's like you said. That place is one of the most prestigious universities in the city. The whole place is surrounded by a wall with a giant gate and security guards. You can't get in unless you're a student, a professor, or an employee. Damn, this might be harder than I thought. Unless... Unless what? Unless you know somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> you? Sure. Who could you possibly know that could get us through that door? For your information, an old beau of mine works there. He teaches psychology. Didn't work out? Too many feelings. <laughs> I see. I could call in a favor for you. Thanks, but no thanks. I can handle my own business, and I work alone. You don't want my help? Fine. Good luck with your case. I've been doing this for long enough, lady. I think I can figure it out. What, wear a disguise? Scale the wall? Like I said, good luck. Thanks for the drink. Wait! Why would you want to help me? Like you said, we just met. Like you said, I'm choosing to trust you. But in all seriousness, most men that come in here are either door-to-door -door salesmen, business owners, what have you. They got boring lives and nothing to show for it. But you? You're interesting. I think it'd be fun to work on a case. Plus, what if this ends up being something more than just a kid on his own for the first time? This girl seemed pretty worried, right? What's in it for you? Adventure. And 30%. That's it. I'm out of here. Fine. 20. Now you listen here, lady. If you think you're just going to sit there and demand to do my job and take my money, you got another thing coming. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is that there's no way you can do this case without me, and I don't come cheap. So either I earn my share, or you don't see a single dime of that money. Fine. But I call the shots. Fine. Yeah, it's me. Listen, uh, I'm down at the Smoky Cat, but we got a problem. Who was the stranger at the club? Will Jack figure out why Nicholas is acting so odd? Is Rita just being overprotective? Will Red help him with his investigation? Or does she have something else up her sleeve? Find out next time on Neon Nights. The Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. Neon Knights, The Arcane Files of Jack Tracer was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig. The Case of the Black Knights was written by Rachel Craig and Zoe Mickelstites. Episode directed by Rachel Craig and produced by Will Snyder. Theme song by Daniel Carl. Jack Tracer was played by Will Snyder. Red was played by Rachel Craig. Rita Rothschild was played by Gilly Guire. Nick Rothschild was played by C.J. Chapman, and narration was by John Patrick Wenzel. 
more info on Neon Knights, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Neon Knights Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer, and subscribe to us on iTunes to get every exciting episode. Thanks for listening. And that's this week's show. Make sure you head to iTunes and write a review. Folks can't find us if we're not there, so let iTunes know you love audio drama. Go to the Sonic Society website for all the latest news and information. Email us at sonicsociety at gmail.com. Twitter us at Sonic Society or Twitter David at AstroTour2010. Come to the Sonic Society Facebook group or audio drama, radio drama lovers, or even the Electric Vicuna website at evicuna.com. Well, that's it for me. Good night for me, Jack Ward. And for crying out loud, Rochester, listen to more audio drama. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural... Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.